Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti. It's August 3rd, 2022. And we're very, very honored again to have with us Judge Andrew Napolitano. There's no judicial authority out there with the background, information, knowledge, and experience that the judge has when it comes to the Constitution, our freedom, our rights, and how we've lost them and where we're going. So, Judge, thanks for being on today. And uh, you have a great article out. Not oh, a, I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say a great article, a very sad article. And well, it's, it's called, sad because it it addresses uh, presidential killing, yeah. uh, which which presidents do wantonly and unconstitutionally and illegally, and which of course Joe Biden did the did last week. The the article is big picture about the dangers of allowing presidents to kill. Presidents love war. The government loves war. You and I and the people watching and listening to us now are champions of peace. Uh, when, when the government uh, exports force that instead of liberty, that changes the fundamentals of the country. War lets the government curtail civil liberties, raise taxes, demand allegiance, and captures the attention of people who would just as soon be left alone by the government. But just as bad as war is presidential killing. Donald Trump using a drone to kill an Iranian general who was in Iraq on his way to lunch with a colleague. We're not at war with Iran. We're not at war with Iraq. There was no uh, uh, charges against this guy. Same thing with uh, Joe Biden and Anwar uh, al-Zawahiri the other day. Killing has become politics by another means. A well-timed presidential killing diverts the attention of the public from the lousy economy, the horrific cultural and social milieu uh, in the country where school boards are being forced to teach uh, babies that they can change their gender. Uh, half the country hates the other half of the country, but people will applaud a killing. From Ted Cruz to Lindsey Graham applauded Joe Biden's killing of this guy. He's got nothing but a figurehead. He doesn't run Al-Qaeda. He doesn't run the Taliban. He's never been charged with a crime, but they incinerated him. And the two little boys, little Teddy Cruz and little Lindsey Graham, little boys that couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. But boy, do they love killing other people. Yes. Same thing with Biden. How many draft deferments did Biden get during the Vietnam War? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my ankle. My, well, yeah, well, yeah, but look, uh, oh, oh, and Biden applauded the killing of that guy. Bravo. This country is finished. It's over. We got freaks, liars, and fools running this nation into the ground. We, we also have criminals. Criminals. Because they, they don't care about the laws they've been sworn to uphold. For the most part, they believe that the laws only apply to them, and they even write laws so that they only apply to them. My local congressman from here in New Jersey, who's a conservative uh, Democrat, um, uh, voted or, or, or bought uh, shares of stock in the computer chip makers hours before the Congress yeah. voted to put a couple hundred billion 
into their uh, pockets. If you or I did that, it's called insider trading, we'd be prosecuted. Yeah. But Congress has written laws to exempt itself from the laws that apply to the rest of us. You know why? Because we have a crime syndicate that morons and imbeciles call a government. Correct. It's a crime syndicate. They're murderers and they're thieves by their deeds. You shall know them. Look what look at the big news. Nancy Pelosi, you want to talk about insider trading? How much did her, her husband make when he played a million dollar bet before they released him? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then she goes to Taiwan. What the hell are you doing in Taiwan? And Taiwan's well, none of my business. Uh, agreed, but that's another thing that Ted Cruz and uh, Lindsey Graham will applaud her for. So the, the Democrats, and, and both sides do this, are doing things out of character uh, in order to take the sting out of their critics. But by going to Taiwan, she may very well have accelerated oh, she has. The, the Chinese plans, the Chinese mainland, communist Chinese government's plans uh, to take it back. Our friend and colleague, Scott Ritter, uh, asked me to guess how many Chinese soldiers were involved in the war games that they participated in while she was there. I couldn't guess. 200,000 yeah. Chinese soldiers involved in the war games. You know how many American soldiers are there? 12. And how would American military equipment get there? By ship. And yeah. would it ever make it? Of course not. It'd all be sunk in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. This is a country that Joe Biden said we'll defend by force. And now Mrs. Pelosi uh, goes there to provoke, well, not in order to, but the effect of which is to provoke an attack. And what the hell is she doing there? It's none of our business. Agreed. How just many, like Ukraine, she... just like Ukraine is none of our business. Right. Oh, they're going to take down the statue, by the way, of Catherine the Great in Ukraine because of the terrible things that she did during Ukraine. Oh, wait a minute. How, how, when's that statue? When, when was Catherine the Great there? Oh, about 1750? Yes. You mean the stuff's been going on since 1750? And you're yes. telling me now, oh, America's going to bring freedom and democracy there. Oh, yeah, like you brought to Vietnam. No, like you brought to Iraq. Not like you brought to... Um, uh, Afghanistan. No, the freedom and democracy you brought in uh, Libya. No, the freedom and democracy we're bringing in Syria. America is the most murderous nation on earth after World War II. Nobody what did, close to it. What did George W. Bush do in order to deflect att the attention of the public, the media, and history from his own dismal failures, the failures of his intelligence community and his defense department on 9-11 invaded Afghanistan. Gee, how well did that go? Oh, great. It cost us a trillion dollars, 850,000 human beings, innocent, were slaughtered. And now the government is run by the very people we invaded in order to kick out. I know. Oh, and the arrogance of these guys, like that mildly playing general, and they wear all of these little new ribbons and say, grow the hell up. What are you in, Boy Scouts? With all this crap on your shoulders? What, what the hell are they? You know what these people forgot? Two words. Public servants. Yes. And when you quote, you said what Cruz said or what, 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 what uh, Lindsey Graham said, how about what Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck said? <laughs> Hey, yeah, really, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Little pieces of scum crap that have done nothing for us. 
nothing for us other than rob us of our freedom, rob That's us okay. of our money, rob us of our morality. They, we, we need a second American revolution. The same reason the first one happened is the reason this one should happen. Well, this has to uh, be peaceful. You uh, sent me a brilliant and gifted essay by our mutual friend Paul Craig Roberts uh, this morning, which is basically a history of the deterioration uh, of the, the economy and culture and the growth of government and the dominance of government over individuals. And there's one line in there uh, that struck me. And I think we're at that point now when the average people realize that the government doesn't represent them, it represents some minority among them. And let's face it, the government today is a bunch of hardcore leftists and, and killers. Even those that are not leftists like Cruz and, and, and Graham are on the killing side. That's a recipe for revolution. Yep. When the government is no longer responsive to the people, when the government is foisting an alien culture on the people, like is happening here in New Jersey, where uh, uh, school boards are required to teach seven-year-olds, quote, you don't need a penis to be a boy. Like, imagine this when we were kids. Can you uh, that, that is so alien to the innate natural worth of human beings uh, that the government no longer represents us. And the government doesn't work for us. We work for it. So yep. we have a government that dominates us, steals our wealth, crushes our freedom, and foists an alien culture upon us. All of that added together, equal sign, revolution. Yep. And, you know, you... you, you, you... You, 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 you put it all together in, in this great article that you've written about all the wars and all the lies that they've gotten us into. And as you said, you know, when the economy is going down, one of my lines is when all else fails, they take you to war. Yes. What followed the Great Depression? World War II. Why did what? FDR manipulate the Japanese into bombing Pearl Harbor to change the public's attitude about World War II? In two weeks, it went from 80% against entering, <coughs> excuse me, Gerald, the war in Europe to 80% in favor. And, and what, of course, what he slaughtered 2,400 American sailors who were murdered in their sleep in the process, but it changed public opinion, allowed him to help out his second cousin, Winston Churchill. Their cousins? Their second cousins, yes. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. And what did he do to the Japanese that then it provoked him into that? He denied them uh, oil and he embargoed their ability to trade. Oh, that's all? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, uh, there's a book by that's published by uh, Mises. I don't remember the name of the author, but it actually shows the uh, telegrams and the cables uh, between the State Department, the Defense Department, and the White House, they knew exactly that the fleet was coming, but they were prohibited from uh, warning the troops. Oh, yeah. Again, there's that great book, Wars a Racket, by Smedley Butler. War is the health of the state. Yeah, war is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. 
It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. From He's a the most forced, decorated Marine in history. Right, from a four-star, not, not from uh, some pinko lefty, but from a four-star Marine Corps general. Yep. You know, you know, I'm angry, and you know, St. Thomas Aquinas emphasizes that anger is fundamentally <clears throat> one of the passions of the soul. And like other passions, it's part of human nature and has appropriate role to play in the human pursuit of good when directed by reason. He said, quote, he who is not angry when there is just cause for anger is immoral. Why? Because anger looks good, looks to the good of justice. And if can live amid injustice without anger, you are immoral as well as unjust. People so better get angry. Right. And they you better know, get angry and they better get angry at the government, which is the root of inflation, loss of liberty, cultural uh, degradation. Why did those 19 kids die in that school in Ovalde? Yeah. Because the government didn't know what the hell it was doing. That's 376 right. cops, every one of them armed, and they couldn't save 19 kids. Yeah. But they'll shoot you in the back. Oh, you sh I, I got to get my guys get this off camera. Right out the other night, 10, 10.30 at night, I see lights flashing outside. There's a state trooper car. There's nobody out there. This woman state trooper has this guy sitting down, and she has this light going like this, and his eyes. She was out there for 15 minutes with doing this kind of stuff, having him walk like this, like that, doing all this stuff. These are DWI tests. Yeah. And, and, the, and then she then made, made him do the thing, and then she let him go. He didn't do anything. This is what we're spending our money for? Did he hit anybody? Did he, that used to be the way, the old days, if you got in an accident, you were drinking, you were, you were in trouble. Correct. But if they, you got they, home safe, it was none of the government's business what the contents of your veins Exactly. Is. Exactly. It was a freak show. It was a freak show. I wanted to yell out the window, Hallelujah! And that's what this country's become. It's two things. When you look at the, all the laws that have just been passed, the chip giving, the chip manufactures all this dough, and it, it, Mussolini called it the merger of state and corporate powers is fascism. Right? Yes, that, that's a definition of it. Yep. Private it's ownership fascist, and government management. And America's become a perfect fascist and communist state. The worst of both worlds, this is the new America. Look at the freaks that are running the show. Who's your favorite freak? I like Chucky e. Schumer. Oh no, I like Nancy Pelosi. Oh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham's my kind of, I don't know what. Oh no, Mitch McConnell. Now there's a brilliant, brilliant guy. Look at the clown show right in front of our eyes. So the That's same the Ringling Brothers and Bailey Butter, Ringling Brothers and uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus out of business. You don't have to go to the circus to free the look at the freak show. All you have to do is turn on the TV, listen to the little clowns that that you know step right up, step right up. That's who they are, and the clowns that they got in there are the government. The same guy that just ordered the assassination of Anwar Al Zawahiri. 
needs a note card to say, approach the podium, yeah. introduce the vice president, sit down. The note cards they give to Joe Biden telling him how to behave in public remind me of what you'd give a five-year-old in a school play. Yep. And he has the power to order an assassination. Yep. That's how dangerous, how fraught with danger, how close we are to uh, a Holocaust uh, in this country. He keeps feeding, he keeps feeding the Ukrainians with cash and with military material, they're fighting the second team. The Russian, the regular Russian army is is back regrouping and refreshing. They're fighting the second team. They're they're still losing. There's no way they can prevail. There are American troops on the ground. They're out of uniform, so that Biden can deny we have troops there. If an American soldier out of uniform is captured, he can be legally executed summarily. As a spy, I'm sure that Joe Biden doesn't know this, or if he knew it, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. You know, we're 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 this close to World War III. It may already have started, for all we know, Just, because the media is printing the lies that they get from the CIA because they're part of the club. Look, I look at the cover of the Trends Journal two days before Russia's invasion, COVID war, Ukraine war, World War. Yes. Talk a piece of business. This is two days before the invasion. Yes. That is you know, a brilliant cover. I just noticed the uh, s- skull in the midst of the atomic cloud. You know, the Anthony wow. You talk about a, a picture being worth a thousand words. That is fabulous. Anthony Frieda is a genius. You know, Russia says United States is directly involved in Ukraine war. They're right. And this was yesterday... Russia's defense ministry said that the Ukraine deputy head of military intelligence has admitted to the Telegraph newspaper in the UK that Washington coordinates missile strikes. All They're right. Quote, all this undeniably proves that Washington, contrary to the White House and Pentagon claims, is directly involved in the conflict in Ukraine, the defense ministry said. According to our friend Scott Ritter, much of the equipment, the most recent stuff that we sent there, I forget what the name of it is, is so complex it would take months to train the Ukrainians how to use it. Therefore, the Americans are finding the target and sending the missile there. Yep. Out of uniform so that Biden can lie about them. I think they call HIMARS, H-I-M-A-R. Yes, that's exactly what they're called, Gerald. Yep. Yep. So yep, where, yep. Where, where do we where do we go from here? You and I, I, I keep I, warning the public every Wednesday in a, in our other work on the other six days of the week uh, about this. Um, Joe Biden is being lauded today because he assassinated uh, <laughs> this harmless character. But by the way, there was a get this: there was a twenty five million dollar bounty on his head if captured alive. There wasn't even an indictment or a criminal charge against him. So who the hell is the government to put a bounty out there to capture him alive? That's the last thing they want is to capture him alive. Could you imagine if he sat in a public courtroom and said what he knew about 9-11? That's the last thing the government wants. The only thing the government wanted was him dead. 
you know, this article you write, presidents kill because they can. And, you know, we didn't go over to all of it. But, you know, she said, what if, what if, what if governments love war? What if war is the health of the state? What if war is an excuse to raise taxes, demand patriotism, curtail civil liberties, and claim the loyalty of folks who want to be left alone? What if war transforms the culture of America from liberty to force? What if the true nature of government is monopoly of force in a given geographic area? What if war allows the government to exercise more force at home as well as abroad? All that has happened. Yes. All that has and, happened. And it always happens every time there's war, and presidents know this. Yep. You know, we talked about LBJ, one of the most disgusting human beings ever to live in the White House. He, his hero was FDR, and he wanted to be a wartime president like uh, like FDR. And as a result, 50,000 50, American young men who were drafted lost their lives in a feudal war against the country, who's now a great trading partner of ours because they're a yeah. great economic engine, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah so we get the stuff made cheaply. That's uh, the, the number two importer of clothing and shoes comes from Vietnam. And that they're saying is still sell, selling the same wine that they did back then. If we don't stop those commies from taking over Vietnam, those dominoes are going to keep falling. And before oh, you know God. it, they're going to hit the shores of California. If that. we don't stop those Russians now, before you know it, there's going to be taking over, they're going to be taking over Europe. They're selling the same lines, different story. Again, when all else fails, they take you to war. Again, the, you're talking about little Georgie Bush, a little daddy's boy, born on third base, thought he had a home run, and nothing of a clown, a nothing of a stupid little jerk. What does he do? The NASDAQ was down. You were saying how he was going down on the polls. The NASDAQ was down 66% before 9-11. The dot-com bust was wiping out the nation. We were going into a deep recession. All of a sudden, we're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden dead or alive. And 88% of the people swallowed that idiot's crap. Saddam tried to kill my daddy. Yep. Mankind must put an end to war or war will put an end to mankind. John F. Kennedy. You think Johnson got Kennedy assassinated? If you read Roger Stone's book, you will. <laughs> yep. You know, I met John Connolly, who was the governor of Texas that sat in front of Kennedy and took the bullet in the back. I have a photo of me, him, and his wife in front of the book depository, 1992. The first time back since the assassination. Mm. And he told the story what happened that day. And as we're going back into the Anatole Hotel, he stops and he looks at me. And he said, you know, I wrote your book. And the book was trends, trend tracking, far better than Megatrends Time magazine. And the reason he wanted to meet me, because in this book that I wrote in 89, I had forecast a new third party and someone like Ross Perot. And that's what happened. Anyway, we're back in the Anatole Hotel. And he looks at me. He said, I read your book. He says, fine piece of work. He said, I know your heart's in the right place. He said, well, you don't have a clue what's going on. And neither do the American people. Because if they did, there'd be a revolution in this country. That was 1992. 
The same can be said for 2022. And much, much worse. Back then, I remember running to the airport, you know, always late for flights. They didn't have to get frisked and go through metal detectors. Yeah. Whole different world back then. Yeah. Thank you, Judge, for coming on today. And again, I'm, I'm heartbroken because my business is to see the future. And I've been at this a lot of years. And if we don't stop this uh, madness, and you write it in detail in your article, all the presidents that took us to wars and all the people they punished for coming out against the wars. Just like I, and we were all, you saw the work it put to, to put on that rally and, the, and all the money it cost. Not one piece of media coverage despite sending out thousands and thousands and thousands of press releases over the last three, week, three weeks prior to the event. Because the media, the media hates and fears the message of peace because the media is an arm of the government and the CIA, and they deathly hate and fear peace because they go out of business. And that's why I guess they hate and fear us. Thanks so much, Judge. All the best, Gerald. Until next Wednesday. Ciao, ciao.